I didn't, I didn't realize, Curtis. I, uh, you said that you said that you had a song. Uh, I didn't. You didn't tell me which song. You can hear me, right? Yeah. Anyway, I um, I hadn't placed it this week, but like all week, I've. I mean, I've kind of you know two or three times a week been doing the the mount climb here, and it's like all week this week that the phrase. Um, I'll climb this mountain with my hands wide open has been just running through my spirit. And I hadn't really placed the song. I didn't really, it's like, what song is that? I can't, I can't place it. I can't pick any of the other bits. It was just, it was just that over and over and over and over and over again. And yeah, so I feel, uh, yeah, I feel really blessed to, I don't know, just find ourselves in, in worship that, you know, the things that we sing to God are the things that are on his heart for us to to sing sing to him, you know. It's that's a yeah. Yeah, anyway. Thank you. To Keith and Curtis, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a that's an invitation, I guess. It's uh yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think, I think, I think inside of that Proverbs verse, and I've got it here this morning as well, you know, there's some pieces of the puzzle that are, uh, that are the, uh, the things that we need, you know, I've, I've, I've been, you know, I, I I should we should we should put a sponsorship message on this a, a sponsors sponsorship. Whoa, we are in trouble, people. We are in trouble. Oh no! I think maybe I'll just hand it over to Lisa at this point. And uh, here's my friend Lisa. Oh, she's not happy about that. She's not happy with me. You know what though? I was gonna say um, there should be a sponsorship. You know, disclaimer on this message that goes. You know, these thoughts that I've collected up this week have come through uh, some significant time that I spent with Lisa. Some very powerful things that God's doing in Leela's life and two books that I'm currently reading at the moment. And these pieces have all just been coming together in my world to inspire me towards these thoughts. And uh, I guess I guess knowing where to jump in. I mean, I mean, I said it. I said Proverbs you know, inside of there, I think there's some keys for us on, on uh, how to get to the good stuff, because we want the good stuff, right? You know, we, we, we want the, as Curtis said, you know, this, the, the straight, smooth path with all the obstacles removed from our way, you know, I mean, but there's another verse that says, hey, like, wide and easy is the path that goes to death. <laughs> so we don't really want that path. We don't want the wide, easy path, but we do, right? Like we do. Elise, would you mind open to that chair? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's gonna help me. Yeah, I feel like um uh you know, in here we have this idea of trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And uh, you know, John John um in the book resilient and in the pause app he focuses on this idea at the end of at the at the at the culmination of it of a call to the people of god to single heartedness 
He says, in this season, we as followers of Christ need a single heartedness, a heart that's set solely upon him. I think about that and I think like, I need to hear that a little bit more. Because I think my whole life, it's like Jesus has been presented as like an optional add-on or a module for benefit or a piece of the pot. It's like he wants, you know, my with my whole heart, he wants my confident reliance upon him. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart, with every part of who I am. Let this person, this life, this existence rest upon him confidently. It's him who I trust. It's like, wow, what an invitation. You know, it's like, well, what are the things I'm trusting in? What do I trust? Do I trust myself? Yes and no. You know, do I trust Leela most of the time? Do I trust the people I'm in things with, you know? Do I trust God? What, where, where, what, what do I put my trust in? Where do I find my confidence? I think there's such an invitation here. But the, you know, the the thing that the thing that I've been one of the things that I've been thinking about this week is this idea that we get so focused on the problem. You know, we get so focused on on whatever whatever the issue might be, and we all have them. We all we all are are in places of fear or shame or worry or. Uh, anxiety or uncertainty or uh, failure or unforgiveness, you know, any of these things on any given day can come up and, 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 and present, present themselves to us. And in some senses, I think we do define ourselves by the things that are wrong with us. You know, like I am broken. I'm messed up. I'm weak. I'm fallible. I'm a failure. I'm uh, anxious. I'm down. These are the things that I am, you know, and we can we can take these conditions and so be so be focused on them. And and, and I don't think we shouldn't give them voice or shouldn't recognize them. I think in this in this community of people, we recognize that there's an absolute opportunity to um, to to voice the things that aren't. But, you know, we 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 live in a world like like the medical system, for example, it continues to focus on the things that are wrong. You know, you don't go and see a doctor to create a health plan to live your most vibrant and fruitful life of strength. You go to the doctor because something's wrong and I'm sick and I'm, I'm, and I need help to fix something. And it's like, you know, I think in our faith life, we can live the same way. We're addressing the things that are wrong and we're focused on the things that are wrong. Uh, when the truth of the matter is we got to get our eyes focused on what's going to bring health to our existence. And I think Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six offers us that trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And it's like, whether I'm broken, whether I'm a failure, whether I'm full of faults, whether I'm full of fear, whatever the things are that I might find myself in, it's like this focus in my life will produce health. This will produce something good. You know, but I think for all of us, like, you know, maybe there's a missing piece. Well, maybe not for all of us. I, sh I shouldn't say that, but. You know, maybe commonly there's a missing piece. And I encountered this phrase in this uh, in this in this book that I was reading this this week that said it was a question. It opened a chapter with a question. What is your unique manifestation? I found the language. Uh, I found the language that was used so intriguing. 
what is your unique manifestation? I thought about the word manifestation. What does that mean? And I'm like, well, manifestation is really like the things of God becoming apparent. You know, like the unseen things becoming seeable, touchable, knowable, uh, tangible. You know, and it's like, well, when my life flows in the things of God, what is Brad's unique manifestation? What is it that God's put on my life? What is it that he's put up, uh, you know, inside of me? What is it that my life uh, demonstrates and emulates that's of him and from him and for him that, that you know, is, is the genius that my life is made for in Christ? What is the unique manifestation of Brad? Uh, and I think in the absence of those pieces being somewhat apparent, you know, I can just get totally and entirely focused on the things that are wrong with me. On the parts of me that aren't complete, on the story that isn't finished. You know, like I was saying, on the, on the getting up and feeling tired. You know, when I got up and I felt tired, the thing that Jesus said to me was, Brad, this is strength coming in your body. That's why you're tired, because you're getting stronger. And it was like all of a sudden I went from focusing on the problem to focusing on what was coming step by step. It was like, oh, yeah, there is strength coming in my life. And the path to strength is one of a bit of weariness. I'm going to experience weariness on the path to strength, and step by step I'm becoming stronger. And it's like, oh, okay, that's, the, that's what's happening here. I'm not devoid of energy. I'm not devoid of life. In fact, I'm taking hold of life. I'm getting stronger and I'm headed somewhere good. But but if if we don't know where we're headed, like it's like, you know, some of the things that are the unique manifestation of our life, they, they aren't quite yet. You know, it's like I, I can't fully say this is who I am. You know, it's 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 like these are the pieces that I'm made for, and I am the one who's on the way. I'm I'm on the way to this life expressing those things. And I think, you know, there's something. Uh, there's something in recognizing uh, that my life in Christ has a purpose and it counts for something. You know, my life in Christ has a purpose and it counts for something of significance. You know, I think that's a vision we need. I think in in the in the In the story that we're living, you know, are we waiting for something to happen? Or are we recognizing that there's something that's already been done that I'm invited to partner with? But it takes my partnership. And if I would fix my eyes on that, on that good thing that has been purposed upon my life, that has been gifted into my existence, and on a God who I can trust to accomplish it in me and through me, what would come about? Because I think sometimes we're just we're waiting for it to be easy or we're waiting for it to turn a corner. Or we're waiting for something to happen or we're waiting for our bank accounts to be full before whatever the case might be. You know, it's like there's these there's a series of things that we're waiting for. And it's like, well, well, what is the what what is it that we can put our. Uh, lift our perspective to and hold a vision of that allows us to understand that there's a purpose here today and it's my option it's my choice to partner with it and i think i think it's interesting you know 
uh, you know, Lisa and I were talking about this a bit this week. We were talking about this idea of trust, you know, and we said like, hey, you know, like, um, hey, um, you know, sorry, um, we, we might have to just, I'm just getting super distracted. I got the cutest little girl playing with her tractor on the couch and I am so struggling to hold my thoughts. <laughs> All right. Um, we caught up this week. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, we, we caught up this week and, and, you know, we're talking about this idea of, well, you know, it's not fair to ask someone to trust who's just not free to trust. You know, and there might be parts of our heart that just aren't free to trust or places that we find ourselves that, you know, and, but, but in coming to Jesus and going, Hey, like, am I free to trust you? Am I free to trust you? Like, is that safe? Am I okay to do that? Like, have I got a capacity to do that? Am I even, like, am I even at the start line of that? Can I trust you? And then from that place, we recognize that all that's left is, do I want to? Do, do I want to? And why would I want to? And what am I trusting him for? And I think when we get a picture of the thing that is meant to come from our life, and we get a get our hands on that and go, I have a purpose that God's given this life that I live and I'm not there yet. Oh my goodness, please. Like, don't make me wear the t-shirt that says I am this unique manifestation because I'm not ready to put that on. I'm not ready to tell the world that that's who this guy is. But it's like, but I recognize that I'm the person who's on the way to that. I'm gonna trust Jesus to accomplish everything that takes me there. And I'm not gonna take my eyes off of it because we're gonna fix our minds on something. We're going to fix our eyes on something. And, and if I get fixed on my fear, if I get fixed on my brokenness, if I get fixed on my anxiety, if I get fixed on my uh, failure, uh, I, I, where, where else am I going to end up? That's, I'm going to stay there. That's what's going to get accomplished. And I think, uh, yeah, there's some verses. Let's, let's, let's hit some verses up here. See if we can collect something out of these thoughts this afternoon. John uh, chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I think there's some things in our life we want free to be free from. There are for me. There's some things in my life that I want to be free from. I want to be free of a view that sees myself through a lens of insecurity that uh, takes a step back and refuses passion, refuses to demonstrate my passion, even to you. You know, I, I want to be free from that. I want to be full noise who Jesus intended this man to be. You know, I want to demonstrate that to my daughter and I want to live that amongst the people that I love. And I want that to count for the purpose that Jesus Christ breathed me into existence for. Uh, and, and in, in this, when I, when I come to that table and I go, the truth is what's going to help make me free. And the truth is the picture that he speaks over my life. It's the purpose that he gives me. It's the, it's the things that he has demonstrated and to put my hands on those truths and allow them to make me free is my option. It's like, I can't wait for truth to free me. It's like, well, do I have truth? Do I consider it? How regularly do I consider it? 
what the truth even about my own life or my situation, my circumstance, my family, whatever the case might be. It's, it's, it's the making free that truth brings. And it's like, this question has rattled me. What is your unique manifestation? I'm like, man, there is a, there is a darkness that wants to keep that far from me. Because there is a power on living out that which I was made for. Galatians chapter five, verse 22 and 23. You know, this, this, this speaks to the things that are intended to come as we focus our life on him. You know, it says, but the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we will act while waiting. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Now. I don't read in this list like the fruit of the spirit is an easy road or the fruit of the spirit is success or the fruit of the spirit is fame or the fruit of the spirit is, you know, whatever, put, put, put the things that we hope are going to come from this path on this list. It's like, you know, these are internal characteristics that are going to allow me to face whatever it is that comes that are going to give me a, a foundation with which the life that comes my way or the path that unfolds in front of me, whatever those obstacles might be that haven't been cleared yet are going to have what they need. And I think sometimes we get focused on these, this list of things that we are waiting to have occur so that we could step out in confidence. And I think, I think, uh, when we when we fix our mind on something else and we go, the goal actually is that I would have love, that I'd have joy, that I'd have peace, that I would be able to practice patience, that kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control would be in my life. This is what he's promised. These are the gifts we're waiting for. These are the characteristics that we are in hope would be in increasing measure as we pursue him. And I think, you know, maybe part of the problem is we've set the expectation on some of the wrong characteristics or some of the wrong uh, outcomes. And it's not that those things won't come, but yeah, you know, I guess, uh, guess the thing that I feel deeply at the moment is that Jesus is seeking our partnership with his picture for our lives. And then it's not on me to accomplish that, but the greatest asset I could afford him is my trust. You know, and I think he is desiring that we would uh, refuse to determine for ourselves what the past should be, 
or even what the purpose of my life should be or what the outcome of the story should be. But to offer him a trust that says, uh, you've planted something of value and worth within me and the greatest gift I could offer to you is that you let that come to be. And I think there's a, a wrestle that we have with even, even believing that that's the case, that there is a purpose, that there is something of unique value. You know, I think for me, um, you know, even at times I've tried to take those things for myself and make them uh, my tools for my own successful life. And in doing that, it's become uh, really difficult or challenging for uh, for God to even have the things of my life. I'm not, not sure that I'm I'm quite I, I I believe that we find ourselves in a season of significance where uh, the things of God will become clear to those who are building and practicing and fostering a trust in him. And and in that in that space and place, one of the things that's going to require our confident reliance is in who he says we are. You are, I am. Because the, the greatest battle has been laid against your unique manifestation and mine. And I think if he says that I am, he'll bring it to pass. And so as we, you know, reflect on that idea, like, you know, I guess the questions are, Number one, do you believe that your life has a unique manifestation? Is there something that God wants to express through your being? You know, number two, could we begin to practice a trust that says, if you say it is, I'll trust you'll bring it about. And number three, what would it look like to start to fix our mind on what could be in trust of him. And you know, really that's what uh, that's what two of these other passages start to look at. Colossians chapter three, verse one and two. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not the things that are on earth, which have only temporal value. 
I'll read it again. Therefore, if you've been raised with Christ to new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, heavenly things, not on the things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. You know, I think um, it, it is, it's a verse we know and it rolls off the tongue so easily, but it's like, well, what have I fixed my mind on? What have I chosen to allow my focus to be on? You know, and I think without some of the things in focus that are producing the strength, that are producing the health, that are bringing about the well-being, that's releasing to me the, the, the things in which are, are good, I'm I'm just left battling it out. First Peter chapter five verse six to eleven says, "Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self righteous pride, so that He may exalt you to a place of honor in His service at the appropriate time. Casting your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on Him, for He cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully." Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. To him be dominion, power, authority, sovereignty forever and ever. Amen. I think this is the, this is the story. When we come to recognize our need for him, place our trust in him, uh, Set aside the worries, the anxieties, the fears, cast those onto him and allow a focus to emerge on, on God in our life. He'll bring us through. He'll complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish. I feel like, honestly, I feel like this afternoon, like these thoughts are really hard for me to put together. And that's not usually the case. I just, I feel super distracted. I feel like there's just a lot. This is, it's not the things that are taking place. I just feel like there, there is a, there is an enemy. You know, and I feel like I opened this by saying, like, I get up and I feel like there's a purpose on the place that Leela and I find ourselves. And I feel like there is something to take hold of, but it's hard to put our hands on. And and even in this, I honestly I feel like oh God, like I've I've stopped twice to go Jesus, like ah oh, I can't find, I can't make the connections here, and it's like I think there is a, an invitation to seek after, uh, an identity that He has for our lives that captures our hearts, that's planted within, that's full of desire, that has a passion that can't be stopped, that has an intent behind it that has been placed by the Spirit of God within me that no force on earth or in heaven can hold back when I say, Jesus, I trust you with my life and that you will bring about what you've my life to count for. And I think there's a dig in. I think there's a, a, 
a hold on and a, and a place that says, what does it look like with my whole heart to begin to trust the truth that's landing from a source that will accomplish all that he says and has set out to So Now let's take some time to chat about this, you know, this idea of, uh, you know, that there is a, a need to focus on the thing in which we're made for. As much as we acknowledge the brokenness, as much as we acknowledge the things that aren't yet finished or aren't accomplished, you know, what does it look like to take our life and see the thing in which God's planned and purposed for my existence? What does it look like to begin to exercise a trust in him with all my heart that says, you come, you make the path straight, you take us there. If that's where you say we're going, that's where we're going. So, yeah, let's chat about it and then we'll come back together. Love you guys. Thanks for wrestling through. Mm-hmm. <laughs>